Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Good afternoon, Steve. Yeah, so, no, so Steve, I know you and I have been discussing, you know, in regards to your you know, um, Maximum Education online course that's coming out. And you know, I just wanted to, you know, just kind of have a brief conversation on a little bit about, you know, who you are and how you got started and, you know, just see what exactly is with the audience, other people that may be listening in, you know, what they can, how they can feed a benefit from your information, your knowledge, and signing up and taking your course and just, again, getting to know you a little personally, professionally. So on that note, well, my first question to you, Steve, is what motivated you in life to become an educator? Well, growing up, both my parents were teachers. Uh, my father was a college professor, uh, and my mother was an elementary school teacher. So it, pretty much I spent my whole childhood around parents grading papers and making lesson plans and in some cases kind of testing out ideas on me and my brother and sister before they would try them in the class. So I always uh, had kind of an inclination towards that. And uh, as it turns out, my sister became a college professor as well. My brother is uh, at least a part-time law professor. So I guess um, all of us didn't fall too far from the tree as it as it was, but I think what keeps me there, uh, and I think what anybody who's in teaching will tell you is is the is the satisfaction working with people and helping them to reach goals and to see them improve and to see them progress over time from point A to point B. So I think what got me into this as a profession and a career and, and, and all that isn't necessarily what keeps you there at the same time. Uh, right. But but I never looked back. You know, the way I kind of planned it out when I first went to college to majored in, in teaching is a little bit different than it played out in terms of uh, my, my career. But the idea was always the same. So, that, But that's basically where I started, pretty young uh, that way. And, um, you know, I'm happy to say I enjoy it. I mean, fortunately, there's a lot of people I know and, you know, kind of miserable <laughs> in their in their jobs and in their career. But yes. um, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, that, that's where it all started. Well, that's pretty awesome. I, I appreciate elaborating on that. So there was obviously some point there was an influence in the family, and it's obviously been trickled down and, you know, carrying yeah. that, that mindset in, in, in educating. And, you know, you can tell, even from knowing you for the past several, almost a year now, you know, you're very genuine and you can tell you're very enthusiastic about, you know, transferring that good energy to the students and really looking out for their best interest and having that, that caring, you know, mindset and that ability, which goes a long way, you know, because it goes back, like you were saying, like most people that don't love or like what they do, you know, it makes it hard to be compassionate or be understanding and, and willing to have an open mind towards other people's, you know, problems, what they're going through and, you know, yep. you being a solution provider in your own respect. So, no, I, I uh, thank you for, for answering that question. Well, I, I will tell you this. Let me add this just kind of briefly. Is uh, There's a difference between what goes on in school, where you have a curriculum and a uh, kind of set agenda, versus what goes on when people choose to do education 
or choose mm. to improve themselves. And uh, when, when you have education by choice, um, it, it, that's when people are looking for specific solutions. And that's when they can decide what the best fit is for them. You, you don't always have a choice what you have to take in school, especially in elementary school, middle school, and high school. You, you don't really get to pick the subjects that you take, and you may not get to pick your instructors or, or your teachers uh, or the textbooks you get to use. But, but as you move into opt-in education and, and courses where you uh, get to select what you do, and obviously you know a lot about this, Joe, but um, this is where you really have to meet people where they are. You know, right. um, so that's that's something that's very important to me is un- trying to really understand what the people I'm working with, what would help them the most, what they're looking for, uh, how to try to get the straightest point from where they are to where they want to be, and 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 work it that way. So um, that's that, that not really what you asked me about, but. It's it's an important distinction between what goes on in, in, in say like classroom education and structured education versus what I like to call opt-in education. Um, so, I see. yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. People don't think about it that way, you know, because typically, some kid, a child comes home from school and and they say, you know, oh, I got a bad grade on my math test. Or whatever, and the parent will say, "Oh my gosh, we got we got to get a tutor. Or, you know, we got to figure out how to fix this." And um, that's a decision that that you can control. You know, who's the best fit for my child? How are they going to help him? Will they understand uh, his or her's learning style or their ability, or how fast fast they can work? How slowly they need to work? And it's it's a lot of different dynamics and a lot of different considerations than more of an institutionalized education where you have a teacher in a classroom with 20 or even 30 or more students and they're trying to teach them as a group. And obviously, or maybe not obviously, but I'm clearly not trying to criticize teachers at all. It's a difficult job. Uh, but that's one of the challenges. There's challenges on both ends. But I think that's something that, right. that it's important people understand and, um, and it's something that can also empower them. You know, people don't look at it Absolutely. that way sometimes, but that's how I that's how I view it. No, that is important. Yeah, understanding the mindset before actually physically engaging and, and really going back and knowing your audience, and you know, understanding you know what exactly is the, identifying the need of the individual and the student. And you know, I know parents play a major role in that and in, in helping that out. And you know, I'm sure that um, you know going through like an interview process with the parent or understanding the child or the student. So mm-hmm. those are all important variables to touch upon. So that, that was good that you elaborate on that. Um, what, I, what I'd like to do is, um, you know, just find out a little bit, you know, I know for understanding, you know, you're developing this course on maximum education. You've uh, written a book as well, which I've read. It's very excellent. I think there's a lot of great points, not just for students, but overall even for entrepreneurs, you know, people can utilize your information, your content. So what what was the specific point or moment during your profession that led you to create maximum education? Was there a moment in time that you felt like, oh, I really need to create something based on maybe there's a student problem that you were noticing that was continuing and you wanted to create an organized, you know, course or let's say series of content that would help people out? Was there a specific moment? Um, 
yeah, yeah, you know what? It's funny. Yeah, yes and no. <laughs> um, I, I, I can actually trace it back to a very specific point in time when a parent of a child I was working with at the time basically said to me, boy, you should write a book about this. <laughs> and I, I basically said, yeah, maybe I should. Uh, but I had, ne- I, I had not specifically set out, you know, it wasn't on a bucket list or, a, you know, goals for the year list of mine to say, I want to write a book by such and such a date. What did happen was this. I, I had been privately or working privately with students for, for years, and, and it was in a variety of subjects, um, mostly science and math-based. But what I observed was there was a relationship between the organization ability and the time management and, and the ability of, of the students to just kind of get through the day in an efficient way, and they're great. And, and it, fairly um, intuitively, the kids who are unorganized, I'd have kids come over and there's paper sticking out in every direction in their notebooks, or they couldn't find their homework they had to do that night, or you know, I could go on and on that way. Anyway, um, to address that, even though what, the, what I was being asked to do was, say, uh, help a kid with biology or whatever, uh, I started coming up with a lot of other ways that they could they could help themselves. Calendars for organizing their time, to-do lists for organizing their tasks. Uh, I started teaching kids a lot of different ways to outline. And what started happening was, rather than just write these out every single time, I put them into Word documents or Word processor documents. Nobody really uses that term anymore, do they? But um, I guess I'm dating. We're dating ourselves. But uh, anyway, uh, over time, I had a collection of these things. So a, a student would come in, and, and he or she would need something. Oh, hey, you know, let me pull this up on the computer, and I'll print it out. And, and what I did one summer was I put all these together, uh, and it was about 25 documents. And I put them in a, in a, in a, in a basically what I called a manual. And I called it my study skills manual. And um, that, looking back, was, was the precursor to the book. And I, for about two years, used those documents uh, with a number, I mean hundreds of students, basically my, my, almost my entire caseload, and, until the, the moment I referred to earlier where a parent said, hey, you should just make this into a book. So the, the really only the transition was taking a lot of that content and, and describing it, writing why it was important or how to use it or uh, how different components of what I do, what I wrote about in the book or conceptualized in the book work together. Because all this, this is all commingling. There, none of this uh, can work perfectly well without other pieces of it. And um, that's how it all came together. So when the book finally reached its uh, publishable state, and the way this had all evolved was essentially into a three-part, a three-part piece, which which I know you know you know about. But um, and part one was how to manage information. Part two was how to manage time, and part three was how to put them all together in a daily action plan for success. And that essentially are the core three tenets of the book and the workshops and, and essentially everything that Maximum Education strives to achieve. So um, that's really how it happened. Now, now let me add one last thing to it. The, the original sure. ed- edition of the book, 
it's pretty much still intact. Um, the ideas haven't changed, but what has changed is as I work with more and more people and I'm able to interact with more and more students and their families, I get ideas like anybody else. You know, teachers don't stop learning either, or, or we shouldn't stop learning either. And so I've added a lot of things. There are a lot of case studies. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, not every, this isn't cookie cutter. It can't be cookie cutter because everybody's individual. So I've had, I have now expanded it to include special cases, you know, situations where uh, a student might have a particular need that maybe some people don't have or, or whatever. And, and so that's all, a lot of it's feedback, a lot of it's looking at just the realities of, of the people I've worked with and things I've learned from them. And that's how it's evolved. So that's the short story <laughs> about how the book came to be. Uh, but after I published the book, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm happy to say that was a pretty good rollout um, in terms of sales and, and getting it out into the world, people were calling me, emailing me, and asking me to take it in their step. And, and then I turned it into workshops. And there's four workshops, which are the same, were basically the three main tenets I spoke about before, time management, information management, the deal of success. And the fourth one is, is putting it all together. Um, now the movement is to take this into a, a video-based class or a live class so I can reach as many people as, as possible and, and share this information with them. So it's kind of taken on a life of its own in a good way. Um, and, and that's essentially where we are now. That's, that's where we're bringing it, bringing it to right now. Yeah, and I'm excited for you, Steve, because you've got a lot of great information you know, to really help people out there. And, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, I think it's another amazement of how things just get manifested and you know, how things come into fruition. Just from somebody saying, hey, you should write a book, like you, you stated earlier, you know, into rolling this out, and you have the book, and the book turns into another info product like a course or, you know, other various components that can really, you know, right. make some very significant changes into a student's life. And I think that's important. Well, that, that was the key. And, and just, just so the people out there don't get the wrong idea, just because somebody throws an idea out and automatically do it. You know, if somebody says, hey, Steve, you should go run a marathon, I don't immediately <laughs> jump out and run 26 miles. But, um, yeah, it, 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 it had – my point, I think, or, or the, the point I wanted to make is, is that it, it was kind of just uh, something that happened because it needed to happen in, in what I was doing. It, it was a response – uh, and 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 a uh, a solution set to co problems I was seeing on a, on a multiple times daily basis. So it, it, it the the way it came together and the, the coalescing of the ideas was very simple. Um, the the labor was making it into like a, a book that had a consistent voice and read well and you know had some artwork and a cover and stuff like that. But but the actual content was really. Uh, not completely organic, but but mostly, and uh, it really was fun. I mean, it's it's opened a lot of doors. It's it's allowed me to interact with a lot of people and a lot of institutional level things I, I locally would not have been able to in the past or without this kind of uh, service I can provide. So, and best of all, um, and I know this will resonate with you for sure. It, it, it this is helpful to people. This this adds value, Absolutely. I strongly believe, to people's lives. 
So, you know. Yes, it does. And I I can even honestly share uh, that even after reading the book and being an educator myself, you know, coming up to the the session with the outline is critically important, you know, because when you're, let's say, putting together curriculums or, you know, building courses for other people like yourself, and what happens is, is, you know, the outline is so important. And a lot of people, I know, they, they don't know how to structure that. And it's, you know, it could be yet so simple, but yet so complicated based on not knowing how to do it. But you lay it out in such layman terms and make it so simple, you know, that a child could do it. And that's what I love about your book and, and you know, the different components. And you make it easy, easy to understand, it's easy to read, and it's easy on the eyes, easy on the mind. And that just makes it much more compelling, you know, to want to delve in and actually apply the, the knowledge and information you know, to someone's path. The, uh, the biggest compliment anyone can give me about the book or the courses or the workshops is that they were able to apply what I taught them or they learned from the material immediately. At the end of the day, that, that's the best thing I can hear from somebody. Hey, I, I read this chapter or I read this part of your book and, and that night, my kid was able to do this, or I was able to do this. That, when somebody says that, that that's about as good as it gets in, in, in this kind of world for me, um, because that's the whole point. I want this to be as actionable and, and as, as consistently actionable as, as possible, because, listen, anybody can do something for one day, right? Anybody can do it once. Right. It, we, what we're trying to do is change habits. We're trying to take... C students and make them B or A students and, 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 and consistently and with less effort and less stress and less anxiety and less, less of that stuff because, because I, I, I mean, I've been an educator my whole life, as we already talked about, and I don't think there's anything really more important. It, everybody, this is everybody's privilege and everybody's right is to, is to be involved in education, and, and there's so many things that result from it, you know, yeah, employment and whatever, but... Yeah, but that's 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 for me really where the rubber hits the road is when is there's actionable stuff that people at their own level can put into place with very very quickly getting results. And I'm I'm not saying, you know, earth-shaking, incredibly changing results immediately, but but real results, tangible, measurable things that they feel are valuable. And um that's really the beauty of it. And, and just as an aside, what I found and, and is that the, the, all the stuff in, in, in the maximum education applies way beyond school, school children or school-age people. Uh, I've been approached by businesses. I've been approached by entrepreneurs. I've been approached by attorneys. I've been approached by a lot of people that just handle a lot of information or have very, very challenging scheduling uh, in their lives. So uh, the book is geared towards the student population and their families, but the concepts go far beyond that. So you, know, we, you and I have spoken about that a little bit, but uh, you know, yes. just kind of leave it at that for right now. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's great. That's great information, Steve. And I know, like you said, when people you feel like they're applying it to the path, you really truly feel in your heart that you're fulfilling your purpose and, you know, meeting your obligation in that respect. So that's definitely very important and, and, a, and a valuable means of, of what you deliver as an educator. Now, you know, with that being said, you know, who, who exactly is your target market? Is there specific age groups? Do you work with people up until a certain point? Let's say if they're in high school, like at the college, like how, do, how exactly does that um, play out in, 
you know, what is your, your target audience or people that you, you love to work with? In terms of sales, uh, it's basically a parent of a child from about third or fourth grade or older. Um, so essentially kind of an older elementary school age child and, and schools cut off at different grade levels in different school districts in the country, but uh, through middle school or in some places junior high school as they call it, into high school and into college. So essentially a parent who has maybe an, an eight or nine-year-old child or older. That said, the, the practical application of what I'm teaching is, seems to or tends to be more valuable as kids get a little bit older. Um, so I, I think kind of the sweep spot is more 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th grade. And the reason I say that is, is has nothing to do with really the age of the children as much as that's when the workload really kicks in. Um, your typical third or fourth grader, while they may need everything in, in the maximum education, the, the, the workload and the complexity of the work at that grade level it isn't that demanding uh, compared to a seventh or eighth grader and certainly compared to a tenth or eleventh grader or college student. So the, the need gets greater as, as a child progresses through the educational pathway because the courses get more difficult, the pacing of the courses gets more, more uh, quickly, there goes more quickly. Um, but to try to answer your question directly, uh, anyone who's eight-year-olds or older, I believe, can find a lot of value in this academic, from, in their academic lives. So I'm looking to converse with and meet with and be exposed to, have the course exposed to parents who have children that age uh, so they can hopefully benefit from this. Well, that's really good, Steve, because there's a lot of youth out there that definitely needs you know, your, your input, your knowledge, and to help them. And, and a lot of kids struggle today, you know, with, um, you know, not just with just society, but I mean, with technology, you know, but just understanding, you know, a lot of the changes that go on in the educational system with Common Core and just things that they're introduced to that you can bring certain things to a different realm of light and, you know, that can really enlighten and give that kid, you know, an encouragement or, or hope or give them some form of insight that, says, hey, I could do this, you know, I have the confidence, you know, thanks to Steve, I can, I can make this work. And now, you know, that child, that student can become their own solution provider, which I, you know, I wanted to, to ask you is, you know, just to give people a little feel, you know, for your live experiences since they're not with you and sitting in the next to you at the desk every day or watching you tutor, you know, has there been like an experience that you've actually come against where there's, you, know, you can identify a problem and how you've derived the solution to resolve that problem with a student? Like, can you give it like a, kind of like an example? If you don't mind, please. No, actually, um, I, I can give one very recent because <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, you know, I guess I'm an author now, but but I'm still every day seeing private clients and working with children and uh, and and students. So I'm still seeing, in some cases, eight, ten, fifteen people a day. Uh, I had a person come over yesterday um, who has two midterms next week, and. Uh, the first thing I said to him was, how, how are you feeling about this? Are you feeling ready? And, and the response essentially was, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and, 
and, and this is this is not a student I see regularly. You know, this is not like a person I would see once a week or, or whatever. This is more of a it was a first time into the into the into the office here. Um, so that's we're talking four months worth of, of information. So so where do you begin? And so what, what basically I did was we have to get a, a level of prioritization. What's the most important thing you need to do right now? What's number one? What's going to get you the most bang for your time? And what's going to cover the most ground? And, and honestly, the kid looked at me. I don't think anybody ever asked him a question like that in their life. I'm not talking about a 15, maybe 16-year-old. I'm not positive about their age. Um, I don't think anybody even remotely asked them something about that to think that way. So I said, I said, right now, if we could only do one thing, what would help you the most? And um, basically, they, they didn't know what to answer, but they finally, after about 30 seconds, said, well, I, I need to figure out what's on the test. <laughs> so, um, but, but my point is, whenever you're working with somebody, stage one is, is an assessment. You have to figure out where they are. You've got to figure out where their strengths are. You've got to figure out where their weaknesses are. And you've got to figure out their abilities to um, how fast can they run, so to speak. And secondly, you've got to set goals. And, you know, this, this conversation is not about goal setting, but as you know, and probably a lot of people out there know, there, there's smart goals, quote, unquote, and there's kind of random goals. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in the, the whole thing, specific, measurable, time-limited, all, all that stuff with the goals. So, okay, we've well, got one hour. By the end of this hour, I need you to be able to identify blank, 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 and blank and be able to explain them to me in a way that you believe you'll have to explain them on the test. And that's, that's essentially what we did. We spent the next, the rest of our meeting identifying these things. In some cases, I had to reteach them to the student or teach them to the student because they didn't understand them. Um, there's also, I, I, what I find is, there's a lot of value in asking somebody to teach it back to me. And this is really more of an academic kind of thing. It's It's not... Kind of purely what I what I have in the book, but it, it's a technique that that gets used a lot when I'm meeting with somebody in in, in a in a teaching session. Um, but but to kind of sum up, number one, you got to do an assessment. You got to figure out where things are. Number two, you have to set goals of what you want to accomplish. Number three, you have to try to understand as much as you can the person's ability to reach those goals and set it within the time that you want to. You want to reach them, and and then you just go to work. You know, then you got to just you know hit the, rubber's got to hit the road, and you got to move from there. Exactly. Hmm. I well, mean, you know, I'll course. be you know I'll throw yeah let me let me kind of give you a different perspective, and, and, sure. and just to, to be honest, uh, Joe, not everybody's motivated. Um, it's it's fair to say you know some of the students I work with are really motivated. They they've got goals, they've got aspirations, they've got colleges they're trying to get into, they've got careers they're trying to to progress themselves into. Uh, they're pretty well achieving students trying to just get an edge. I also have kids who frankly don't care or don't care much, and the reasons why they may not care aren't important, but but. But they just, they're not motivated. Eh, what's the difference? I'm never going to use this in my life, or I don't like math. I'm not going to be a math teacher. 
Uh, I, I don't understand why I need to learn about plant anatomy because I don't care about plants. Um, and, and it's an attitude. Uh, it's an attitude that it, uh, like that. And it's hard to it's hard to teach somebody something they don't really want to learn. So what I do often it involves a lot of psychology. It involves a lot of motivation. Um, yes. It involves a lot of pushing people maybe outside their box or maybe outside their comfort zone to some degree. Uh, I'll be honest, it doesn't always work perfectly. It's not like you dial it to three and, you know, you automatically you get a certain response. Um, there's a lot of hand-holding. There's a lot of, of stuff like that. So there, there's definitely a human element in this as well um, that, that that's really important. And, and that's where trust comes in. That's where building trust with the individual that you're working with, or the families that you're working with, or the people involved in the workshops is really, really important. And that's not something in the book or the workshops per se. It's not a chapter title or, or something like that. But I really believe that that's important, and it's one of the things that it's enabled me to have a lot of success is being able to build that that rapport and, and these relationships um, and, and 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 that being able to open up the the communication and, and getting the reception for the from the students to, to work to what they want to do. So that's you know that's another piece that you don't really think about all the time. Because, look, yes. you, you, you can walk in any bookstore, you can go on the Internet in about two minutes and find any number of motivational books and diet books and self-improvement books and so on and so on. And, and I'm sure all of them have great information. But how many of them get bought and never read or halfway read or people don't follow through, right? Because you have to develop some level of commitment to your process and, and you got to get some level of passion about what you're trying to do. So this is something I feel, especially when I'm working with somebody directly, I can I can add into the equation. So, mm. you know, which which is important, and I don't know how you measure it exactly, but it, it's definitely something that that matters. Um, but that that was a big thing with this child yesterday. You know, they were just overwhelmed. They didn't know where to start. They certainly didn't know where to finish. And they really didn't know much of what to do in between either. Um, and I look at myself more like kind of opening the door and guiding them than saying, well, you must do this, you must do this, then you got to do this next. Because I'm not the one going in and taking the test for them. I'm not the one going in and doing the exams. I'm not writing the papers for them. I'm, I'm putting them in a position where I believe they can maximize their ability, which is one of the ways the name Maximum Education came from. How can you get the maximum from your education? How do you maximize your education? Um, so and you would agree, tools and strategies help out immensely with that. Oh, there's no, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, you got to have both. You got to have both, you know. But you, you can't drive a car without gasoline either, you know. At some point, you got to put some juice into it. So you need you need kind of the technology. You need you need the ideas. But you also got to get something driving it forward, um, and, and so it all really has to come together in some way at the same time. 
but 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 the, the thing I have found often, maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but most of the time, success breeds success. Even a tiny Absolutely. amount of success breeds more success, and then it spirals in a positive way. Hey, today I got three problems right. Well, that's not so great, but if you got two yesterday, good for you. Tomorrow, let's go for four. Hey, the next day you got four. Awesome. Now let's go for five or six. All of a sudden you got nine. Well, nine sounds great compared to three, right? And that's how it works. That that's that's in real life how this stuff works. And that's where the grat. You know, we talked a while ago about the gratification and the the human element of it, and you know, kind of the stuff you can't put a price tag on. But that's that's a lot of where it comes from. Is when you see that sort of growth. In, in, a, in a student and the, the, the result that has in the family environment and things like this. Well, that's super important, and I really appreciate you, you know, being insightful on that. And, you know, and I just want to just make a quick input on, you know, the fact that, Steve, one thing I really, really like about you, and this is, you know, for people listening in, is, you know, you, you, you're very sequential. You, you definitely you mentioned it earlier, you know, holding people by the hand, student feeding them, asking them the right pre-qualifying questions, to see where they're at so you can help identify that problem and doing things in such an order that it allows them to rebuild their self-esteem, their self-confidence, and say that, you know what, I can do this, and with these tools, strategies, and combining the elements together, you know, that there can be success so that success can breed itself. So I really like how you touched on those important elements because, again, these are little things that maybe parents aren't thinking about or the student's not thinking about or an entrepreneur is not thinking about, and they need to, you know, understand how vitally important that is. And I feel that that goes back to, you know, again, bringing the, the exponential value, you know, that you deliver to the table when you're, you know, helping students and, you know, and, and speaking based on the information that you've written about in your book and throughout your courses. So, you know, that's definitely great stuff. And Let me, you know, let me, can, let me, let me just add one thing because I completely agree with sure. what you just said is uh, success is a relative term. You don't. What you don't want to do is allow somebody else to define what success is for you. Correct. Uh, there are obvious things in society that can define success. You know, money-wise, and I guess possessions-wise, and you know, kind of house you live in, and such and such. But it, when you're talking about something intangible, like school and education and self-esteem and and things like that, you don't want anybody else defining that for you. That should be something that you set your own goals and, and you decide what, what's important and you decide when you reach these goals. And then when you reach the goals, guess what you do? Yeah, I know you know the answer to this. You go and set some more goals, right? So right. That, that's, that's a really important thing. I mean, my, my business, my, my, the business I, my tutoring business is called Make the Grade. And um, my our motto is we help you to reach your goals. I mean that's that's since that's when I started the business. That was when I first went to get business cards. I said, "Oh, do you have a tagline?" I'm like, "What's a tagline?" Because I was never a business person. Uh, it's a quick way you can describe your business. I said, "Well, I help people reach their goals." He goes, "Well, I like that. That's what I do." <laughs> so that's always been my motto uh, for the business, and it's really the same thing here. So, you know, again, we talked a little bit more about kind of the psychology of this and the motivational piece of this. But, again, you can't really separate them completely. Um, but, but in terms of getting back to the maximum education, it, it's the nuts and bolts. It's the how-to. It's the when-to. It's, it's, it's in some ways the why-to. 
and then people can plug that in with the right med, uh, motivation and the right long-term thinking, uh, that's where the results come from. That's where the success, the long-term real success comes from. And, and all that, you know, putting that all together and combined really does help, you know, keep, keep that routine going. Some of the people like today's students do go on their own later on and they travel, travel the world. At least they have all these key components, you know, from, you know, from your level of education and your influence, you know, people can carry that with them, you know, for the rest of their lives, which is a beautiful thing because now they're adding more yep. value and they, they get that. So, no, that's, no, that's good yeah, stuff. That's, that's a awesome good point. Stuff. It's an excellent point that I didn't mention is, is, is once you know this stuff, you know this stuff. It's not like you've got to relearn this every morning. Uh, yeah. you, you, once you learn it, all you have to do is apply it. That's it. That's right. It's all consistency, consistency, consistency. It's just learn it, get good at it, do it. I mean, you, how more simple can that be? And, and that's, right. that's, you know, that's, that's it. You, you don't have to relearn this every morning. So... Yeah, well, once it's in there, it's encoded. It's it's definitely, um, you know, it just sticks and apply it to the daily routine. So you're going to create that continuous result, and which which stems into what my next question for you, and you can kind of tie these in together. It doesn't have to be individual separate questions. Is, um, you know, really just to help people understand that aren't aware is what what makes it so vitally important for time management, information management, and organization, and then tying that all together, and, and like kind of wrapping that up, let's say, into you know, one component, one basket. How, why is that important to, let's say, a student or an entrepreneur? Well, the most obvious thing to me is that everybody's very busy. The, 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 greatest, shorted, the greatest commodity we have is time. Everybody only has a finite amount of time, period. How right. you choose to spend that time is, is, is really one of the things you have control over in your life. But as a student, you're getting up early, you're going to school, you're in school till 3 o'clock or so, maybe you have sports practice or clubs or play practice or something after school. Um, you come home, you've got homework to do, you've got other stuff to do, whatever, and then it's 10 o'clock at night. And, and I hear this over and over and over and over from, from people. Just, they just don't have any time. And, and um, that's fine. I mean, it's good to be busy. But So that's where it starts, is we got X amount of time to accomplish what we need to do. And when I say we, I mean students. And th- that's where the time management's important. And time management is, is multiple layered. You got time management like, okay, I got homework to do tonight. When am I going to get it done? How am I going to get it done? But you've also got quizzes next week, a test in two weeks, a paper due in two weeks, a midterm coming down the road, a final, an SAT, an essay. So it isn't all just about what's going on between right now and when you wake up tomorrow morning to go back to school. So the time management works on a lot of different layers, short-term and longer-term. And this is talked about exhaustively in, in, the, in the book and in the, in the maximum education stuff. Uh, the information management is, is, the, is the idea of managing what you have to learn and what you have to know. Because knowing and learning are not necessarily the same thing. You, you could learn something, but you may not be able to explain it to somebody else or you know, be able to reproduce that information on a test. Um, so generally speaking, the more information 
you have to deal with, the, the more effort it's going to take to manage it. This is why organizing it and prioritizing it and things like outlines and, and, and uh, flow charts and concept maps and mind maps and whatever terms you want to use can be really, really valuable. So that's about efficiency. Um, and then the, the third part of the daily action success plan is a matter of taking the time management skills, taking the information management skills, and putting them together to accomplish everything you need to accomplish in the time that you have to do it. So in a way, it's like, oh, that doesn't sound, that sounds pretty simple. <laughs> if it was that simple, everybody would already do it, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's it. Um, and, and listen, I struggle with a lot of these same things in my own life. I'm, I'm not immune to this. I've got a lot of projects I'm trying to get done. Um, you know that. Uh, yeah. Taking us, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, spoiler alert to the community. Joe and I have been trying to do this for eight months now. So, um, anyway, uh, we're um, we're uh, you know. So I I have the same challenges. We're, we're doing it right. We're, yes. We we're, we're getting well, there. It probably could have been done four months ago, but. But that's okay, you know, the right time, the, it, things happen when they're supposed to happen, I guess. But, but what I'm just saying is, just, just because I'm a so-called expert in this, in this field, I, I'm conceding I have the exact same challenges as everyone else. I wake up with a list of more things I can, I can probably get done in that day, even under cer good circumstances. And then you got the unexpected phone call and the email you got to handle and the, the change of schedule and this and this and this and you know it it it's it is what it is it's it's how you deal with it and and how you choose to okay I got an hour between now and my next thing what's well, it's like I asked my kid yesterday what's the most valuable thing I can do in the next hour and and trying to stay stay in that course of thinking so. That that's really where it all comes together is making is making this a part of your of your life is making this part of how you execute your 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 day to day whether it's academics or or entrepreneurial work or or business work or or even I have a um, a client I'm working with now who's training for a triathlon nothing to do with academics but what it does have a ton about is self-discipline and planning and executing mm -hmm. and it's it's been really interesting uh working with her and and learn i don't know a whole lot about the science of that stuff but the 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 idea of how you do it, it is very very similar you know you get to have we're going to do this much running so you do a certain amount today tomorrow you increase a little bit over time and you got to combine all that with diet and, and, and stretching and resting and, you know, stuff most people don't want to hear about. Um, but the, 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 the tenets of how you accomplish it, managing your time, managing your information, doing it every day, it doesn't change. Same. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's really how it all comes back together is that. And, and, and let me say one last thing is you do not have to be perfect at this for it to work. Uh, you do not. That's a good input. That, yeah, that's good. It, it, that relieves, it relieves right. a lot of pressure off of people feeling they oh, I have to be this perfect person. I have to do it this way, otherwise I'm a failure. Absolutely. And, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like everything, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah, you want to learn something, you go to a teacher and they're like super good at it and you're thinking, oh man, I'm never going to be as good as that person and it's intimidating. And I'm going to tell you, this stuff here will help you even if you're just a beginner, even if you just get a scratch in the surface of making this work. The more you learn about it and the better you get at using it and the more efficient you become, the, the more it'll help you. And even so. But it's not like you, you have to master this to get any value out of it at all. You get, it's like I said before, the biggest compliment I can get is when people are able to put this stuff into action really, really quickly. And that's the beauty of it, is, is instant or semi-instant gratification. Uh, that's amazing stuff. You definitely provide some really great content on this, on this phone interview. And uh, I really appreciate you taking your time and attention today, Steve. And before we, we, we close up the call, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that, well, two things. Um, first thing is, is there anything that you'd like to leave with people, you know, whether it's a nugget of wisdom or just some form of inspiration, influence? And I know you've been doing that, you know, throughout the call. But if there's anything else that you would like to, you know, encourage people upon, um, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything specific that you would like to add to that? Well, number one is, is it's, it's really important to believe in yourself. Everybody's got different circumstances in life, and, and this is not—you know—I'm not a motivational speaker, and I'm not—I'm not telling anybody what to believe. But, but I think it's really important to to have faith and confidence in yourself, and to accept the fact that totally. there's things you're just going to have to work on to get better at, and, and kind of embrace that idea as a challenge, as opposed to thinking of it as a as a setback. And and I think that's important, and that kind of sets the stage for your progress. And I think the other thing is this is not a race. There's there's not a stopwatch involved here, aside from managing your time. Nothing has to get done, at least in terms of learning the processes. You know that way. You you do this in a, in a way that's comfortable for you, that you can integrate into your into your daily actions whether it's it's quickly or slowly, as long as it's consistent, it's going to work. I absolutely, absolutely have no doubt about that. And then I think the last thing is, uh, you know, as long as I have the bandwidth, uh, I try to work with everybody I, I, I can work with. Um, you know, I hope, I mean, I guess they'll reach a point where I, I'm limited that way, but I have people I've had relationships with. I've been I've been in the tutoring business more than twenty years. I still have communication with a lot of those people, and um, you know. So this, the, at least the way I do this, it's it's not a figure it out yourself sort of thing. This this is about being guided and taught how to how to do this, even if it is on your own terms. So you, you know, if you have challenges out there and. You're listening to this. You're not alone. Many people do. In fact, probably almost everybody has things they want to improve. And 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 as long as you're willing to put the time and the energy in, and and you're willing to set goals of where you want to be, you can get there. I, I know you can. Yes. And and yeah, you know, that's. Wow. I know that's a huge thing in your life, Joe. So I don't have to convince you about that at all. But um, you know, some, a lot of people haven't haven't. Uh, experienced uh, sustained success, and they unfortunately uh, start to doubt. And um, I, I understand why, but 
I'm telling you, just you know, just focus on the future and 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 uh, make stuff like this work for you. No, well, that's excellent input, and I'm sure a lot of people can appreciate that. Those nuggets of wisdom, and you know, it's just I'm sprinkling that on top of you know what you said previously, that they could add to that path. And you know, in addition to say, coming out from Mastermind University, how could people get in touch with you and find out more about you? You know, what you're doing with Maxim Education? Well, my direct site is MaximumEducation.net, which is spelled the exact same way as the words are, MaximumEducation, all one string, .net. Uh, my tutoring and academic support company is called Make the Grade, and our site is MakeTheGrade.net. Uh, okay. My email if, if you want me to give that out, is sgreen, S-G-R-E-E-N-E, at makethegrade.net. And um, yeah, I'm on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't know what else is out there. Probably others. Yeah, LinkedIn. I know you're on LinkedIn, Pinterest. Yeah. I am, yeah, I'm on them, Pinterest, uh, LinkedIn, um, uh, whatever. It seems like there's a new social media. Uh, Every other day. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, but that, that's okay. Uh, I mean, we do have a Facebook community. Well, there's a Facebook community, uh, Make the Great Community, where I encourage, if, if somebody has a question and you feel, you feel secure enough, just post it up there. And I'll address it. And, and you'll also get other people in the community addressing it. There's a lot of peer-to-peer experience people have, uh, which is neat as well. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's important. Yeah. So... That's uh, that that that's where it's at. I um, do uh, or I'm planning to do more webinars online, and I can advertise them or promote them a number of ways. But uh, typically, I was doing them on Monday nights. I'll probably get back to that more consistently again, and uh, that's another another way people could could learn about what's going on here. Yes, absolutely. We'll be able to put some of those webinars and those recordings like this one here on MMU to the directory. People can check you out, learn more about you, and they can funnel through you know, to your website and reach out to you by email and community. So once again, Steve, I just want to say thank you so much for providing your great quality information. And one thing I really want to quickly add before we, I let you go is, you know, myself working with Steve over the past eight months, is i got to say that Steve Green is a very high level of individual of integrity. Um, he, he works with extreme honesty. And that I know, Steve, one thing I appreciate about, appreciate about you very much is that, um, you know, you keep to your word and that you really, truly care about seeing people successful and reach their goals. So I'm a prime witness to seeing you do that because, you know, you and I working together and seeing how you operate and connect with other people, you know, I think it's a, a magnificent uh, gift that you have. So keep unraveling that throughout time and helping many others because I know the people that come to you are definitely going to reach that point of success that they want to acquire in their life. So keep up the great work, Steve. Thank you so much for everything. I look forward to um, sharing this, this audio interview with other people. And I will definitely uh, be in touch with you real soon. And, and I'll give you a call in just a couple minutes. Okay, Steve? Thanks, Joe. Thanks, everybody out there. Right, and, uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll speak to everybody soon. Take care now. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.